0: feels the same way we've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords i must remember plus one password is trusted by millions including giants like ibm and slack with one password my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure but infinitely simpler That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword dot slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter. Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting Today, go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for five percent off your order. That's up l i f t desk slash timecrafting to get five percent off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get five percent off your entire order today. I'm Mike Vardy. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection. Specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations, CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster. It's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game-changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash TimeCrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy-one-get-one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash TimeCrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. On this episode of the Productivityist Podcast, I speak with Anthony Angaro. Anthony is the founder of Break the Twitch and the author of the book, Break the Twitch, A Practical Guide to Minimalism and Intentional Living. We talk about, you know, the idea of impulsiveness and how that can affect your personal productivity. We talk about what the Twitch is and, and you know, how he was able to break it and, you know, what, what you can do to kind of avoid... Uh, you know, dealing with the twitch, or at least falling victim to the twitch, um, and we're also going to talk about why it's not always just about the couch. You we'll have to listen to figure out what I mean by that. Let's get into the conversation I have with Anthony Angaro here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Anthony Angaro to the Productivityist Podcast. Anthony, how's it going?
1: Hey, it's going well. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, it's been uh as as we record this, uh, we were just talking about how like far ahead and how proactive um I'm being with the podcast uh this year more than in years past. It seems like every year I get that much more proactive because I want to make sure that um in case I get pulled away by something or in case something happens, uh I don't I don't um I don't run into any issues. And so uh, one of the things that, that I want to talk to you about is, is, you know, having things in place. Cause you have a site called break the Twitch and I want to get to what that means exactly. But I think we're going to be able to do that hopefully through this segue where, <laughs> where it's like, okay. Um, thing the, the things that pull you away from the things that really matter. Like today, as I'm recording with you, it's, it's my audio video day. It's my themed day to do audio and video. And I made a concerted mm-hmm. effort to say, Hey, Let's let's fill that time that was left open by another guest who happened to cancel with uh with you, um because I know we wanted to talk. If I had left that open, I'd be uh, the, the chances, the, the, the chances of me sticking to my schedule and, and my plan are greater because of the theme days. But a lot of people don't have that in place and they end up doing something that they don't necessarily want to be doing because of the short term fix. And that's that's kind of the twitch in some respects, isn't it?
1: Definitely. I mean, I think it shows up in a lot of different ways. Um, really the twitches is is anything that, that comes into your, (laughs) comes into your brain and, and makes you want to go check something whenever you're trying to focus on something that's really important to you or not even really important, but something you just need to get done, need to focus on. Uh, it's those little things like checking social media, like, uh, getting that idea or seeing an ad for something on Amazon and going and doing the one-click purchase, it's all those little things that show up in a way that that uh, isn't really a productive uh, form of of using our time. So
0: how did you discover the Twitch, and then how do you help people break the Twitch?
1: Both great questions. So I discovered the Twitch, or came up with this concept, the idea of the Twitch, when one day I pulled four years of my Amazon.com spending. Uh, I had seen a pattern of brown boxes showing up at the house, lots of low cost, small purchases. And I pulled four years of spending and I saw the total amount. It came out to like $12,000. Now, considering that a lot of people get Every household item and all the things they ever get from Amazon these days, uh, maybe that's not that much. But for me as a young person uh, in my early 20s, that was a lot of money to spend in four years. And so I looked at that and I saw that all of these small mindless actions, these little physical twitches of just hitting that one click purchase button without really considering the implications, the intention behind it, Um, They were adding up to a massive amount of impact. So I started to realize that if we can have such such a large impact by spending small amounts of money uh, lots of times in a row, we can have a really big impact by setting out our intentions on a daily basis and having those add up in a positive way instead. So that's where this idea of the Twitch, like it's it's like a physical reaction, it's a habit uh, that we do that is more of more of that just movement than it is something we actually want for ourselves.
0: So, how do you help people break that because it's I mean, there are so many triggers in the way. It's funny because a trigger for me is something that incites action, and a trigger can be both good and bad, but the twitch sounds like it's 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 always bad or it's always or or at least it's perceived <laughs> that way. Maybe is there a way to kind of turn the twitch on
1: its ear a bit definitely i think uh f- for some ways i don't want to uh say that impulse right impulse is a bad thing i think impulse is a very good thing it's built into us in a lot of ways and uh it it's it can be very helpful in a lot of ways sometimes spontaneity is is a wonderful thing too so i don't i'm not saying that spontaneity or impulsiveness are always bad what i mean specifically is like Let's take Twitter, for example. Twitter is a lot of fun for a lot of people. Uh, It's a lot of fun to interact with people. I've met so many people. One time I went to a wedding of a person that I initially met on Twitter. I didn't know anyone in person other than the bride and groom. And when I got to the wedding, I knew a third of the people there because of our interactions on Twitter. So They're wonderful experiences that come from tools like Twitter, like Amazon has saved me a lot of time. I get books that I want without having to go out. Um, You know, there's a lot of great things and all these things are just tools. But they are built in a way that sort of ramps up this habitual addiction to using them. And so it's a matter of using them in a balanced way. And, And I focus on three things when I talk about how to break the Twitch focus on minimal, uh, minimalism, which is removing distractions habits, which is daily action. So it's small things you do every day that aren't the Twitch that are actually what you want to be doing. And then creativity. And I, I speak about creative, uh, creativity in terms of creative living. So I think, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert said, uh, creative living is, is living based more on curiosity than fear. And that's the the definition that I use. I think everyone is creative. And so when we minimize distractions, we create the space to start doing the things we really care about every day. And then we have this huge opportunity to use that space, that, that platform we build with our habits to do something creative, to really output to take some chances to do things we might not normally do and create some opportunities for ourselves that we might not normally have either so let's
0: talk about the idea of of you know minimalism and how how that can impact it so i mean minimalism is a real big buzzword right um you know totally. I mean, there's there's i mean there's the movie minimalism you know which which you know um people you know joshua and uh ryan who we know um, put that together and some of our fr- mutual friends are actually in that film that, that are, uh, into the minim- I guess to say the minimalist, uh, lifestyle would be the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. But I think, do, do you think that minimalism is kind of, it's one of those things where people, it, it, they tend, it, it, they tend to get turned off by it at this point because of the, you know, it, it's it, how it's being portrayed. And, and if so, how do you portray it in, in the instance of being able to break the twitch?
1: Well, I think that minimalism is another word for simple living. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the time uh, and what you'll see a little bit of in the minimalism documentary is minimalism as an aesthetic almost where it's like a single picture on a white wall or like all white everything, you know, in in the place or big on Instagram, you'll see the pictures of like, oh, hashtag minimalism. And it's a big picture window with an amazing all white linen bedspread and perfect sunlight and a cup of tea. It's like, okay, calm down, you know, (laughs) like calm down, everybody. Those are beautiful images. And I see those as artwork in themselves. People curate their lives in a way that is art. But what I talk about, how I talk about minimalism is how I live it, which is Practical minimalism, Joshua Becker, my friend from Becoming minimalist, who obviously you're friends with as well, um, right. you know, he talks about it in terms of rational minimalism. And it's basically the intentional promotion of the things most important to you and the demotion or removal of everything that gets in its way. And to me, under that pretense, why wouldn't everyone be a minimalist, right? Um, it's like minimalism should not be a. Uh, a sacrifice you're letting go of the things that get rid of uh that sorry that create the space really for you to have more of what you want and to have the space to actually give other people what they want too, and and actually contribute in different ways and so it, it's this very i don't know it, it is a buzzword right now uh and i think it will continue to be for a while because the benefits are real i mean it's it's definitely a beneficial thing so Anytime you remove distractions, you know, you're going to have room for the stuff that matters. Well, and
0: that's the thing is a lot of people, they, they don't define what their distractions are either. A lot of people say distractions just come out of nowhere. But a lot of cases, distractions are right there in front of you the whole time. You know, working from home could be a real distraction because um, you've got things there that, that blend into your personal life and aren't necessarily related to work life. We talked about that when we were at uh, the Tribe Conference. But I want to talk about your couch or your lack thereof that was uh, mentioned mm-hmm. in uh, an article, which we're going to link to. There's two things I want to talk about. First off, um, you know, what did that article Did that? Again, when we talk about the media talking about this kind of thing, um, how did you feel it, it, it portrayed you? And then also <laughs> when you are, when you are, uh, you're married, uh, I met your wife, Amy, uh, amazing, amazing woman. Much like my wife, incredibly supportive uh, against all odds in a lot of ways. (laughs) But
1: how do you. (laughs) Well, when you put it
0: like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but, you know, but I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, when you said, hey, I'm going to break the truth, so we'll talk about the article first, and then I want to, let's dive into that. And then I want to talk about like living uh, with uh, how how that, how you were able to cohabitate and, and live together with this idea of the Twitch um, kind of being your, uh, and breaking it being your, your purpose, but let's dive into the article first.
1: Yeah, definitely. So it was really interesting. This, the, uh, the, the reporter Ali, um, was really incredible. We sat down for maybe an hour or two, even, um, just discussing everything about my perspective about minimalism and all these different things. And, and, um, you know, I, I made this comment about, uh, how we have a family room in our our finished basement. You know, we have, we have a relatively medium sized house, I think about 1200 square feet. So maybe that's small for some places and maybe that's big for others. But for us, it's uh, just the right about, about right amount of house for us. And we've been able to use it well, but um, we have a finished basement that's included in that square footage. And there's a couch and sort of a sitting area and a family room down in that area. And, (laughs) And, uh, I said, because we have a couch down in our family room and I use our living room more like an office, uh, we don't have a couch in our living room. We do have just like a kind of a loveseat kind of thing, but not a formal couch. And it sort of became this, uh, big headline because my wife and I also share a car. We live in the city, Mm -hmm. so it's really unnecessary. And it's really unnecessary. Like it would literally just collect dust. We just don't need a second car. So the big headline became no couch, one car, how these Minnesotans are living with less. And it was a great article. You know, it got into all of this stuff, but, uh, the comments were hilarious because everyone took that as, um, like, Oh wow, only one car. What a sacrifice. And obviously they were, they were kind of teasing or joking about that, but, it got to this point where people were saying, "I would never not have a couch," you know, all this stuff. And it's like, I wanted to just—I wish I could talk to people directly. I didn't take the time to respond to the comments on the news site because I just felt like it would be a, a never-ending right. trap. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't don't feed the trolls <laughs> in a matter. Of don't theory. feed the trolls.
1: <laughs> but you know, I wanted to just go to them and say, it's not about the couch. I'm not asking you to get rid of your couch. It 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 minimalism is not a sacrifice. Like. We have one car because we have a lot more money not having to own and maintain two cars and we don't need one anyway. It's literally just like, let's focus on your individual life. Let's focus on the life you actually wanna be living. So let's say you wanna travel more and you're currently paying $500 a month between insurance, gas, and payment for a second car that gets used once a week. Like, let's just make some clear decisions here about how we can minimize quote unquote distractions, right. Or our lifestyle in a way that allows us to do the things we want, right. Mm-hmm. Which is travel more. And, and so that's what we did. And you getting rid of your couch will not unlock the, an amazing life. You know, it's just like, it's a lot more convenient for me to work from my office in the living room because we don't have a huge house and we don't have kids. So it just works, right. you know, it works out really well. So I think that's kind of the, the the point that I really wanted to get across with all of it. I don't know that that got across, but uh, you know the same stuff applies to your working environment and to how you focus on what's in front of you. If you want to be a writer, you got to write. If You want to be a podcaster, you got a podcast. But if you're constantly getting distracted by Twitter, by Facebook, by uh, little things around the house while you're trying to do that in your focus sort of flow session. Uh, you're hurt, you're hurting yourself. You know it's it's not going to go as well. It's just that's just a fact. All right. So let's get
0: back to uh, to your wife, Amy, and how how does that? I mean, you must have similar sensibilities, or at least there must be some sense of give and take. Uh, well, there always isn't a marriage, but with this particular thing, because to be able to say, you know, to go from, you know, here's how much I'm bringing in from Amazon every every month to we, we, uh, you know, even though it's not about the couch too, uh, you know, let's just have one couch. Um, Mm -hmm. how, how did that work and how does that continue to work in your relationship? Because it's gotta be, I mean, I know that, you know, right now, um, as we're recording this, uh, I've made the shift to uh, a, a largely plant-based diet, right? Where very little, mm-hmm. I got, you know, my wife is quick to point out that I'm not vegan because we haven't thrown out clothes and things like that, which is fine. <laughs> but, um, okay. but I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, apparently, apparently okay. it is. Apparently it is, right? So, um, but it's it, it's taking effort and it, it, but she's embraced it. She picked up, I mean, I didn't ask her to do this. Uh, uh, vegan mayonnaise. Didn't even know it was a thing. Didn't even know it was a thing and, and there's a jar of it in the, in the fridge. So, uh, how, how are you able to kind of, um, how do you guys navigate this, uh, as you continue down this journey of breaking twitches left, right, and center?
1: That's a great question. And and what I'll say right off the bat is that, um, uh, my wife and I have always, um, sort of been in a, we, we've sort of played our roles in, in our own relationship where I definitely am one that takes different risks, takes sort of things. She's always been more fiscally conservative. And, uh, and so we definitely uh, play, both play very important roles in our relationship. And she's wonderful in that, you know, we have both sort of, so the the answer to this is spend four years like heavily looking at life together making decisions about what matters, having hard conversations about what we both want and how that aligns and how that looks together over the next 10, 20, 30 years, we've been together for 10 years now. And, and then slowly and steadily implement those changes and make sure that the path still aligns with the one you created together. Um, I think that's like the true answer to all of this is we she was very happy to hear that i was interested in spending less money on amazon (laughs) so that was a that was a win right off the bat she wasn't gonna um you know argue with that um but i will say she was a little resistant to the whole idea of minimalism right um uh she i'll say grew up um she's uh, culturally taiwanese she was born in taiwan and and moved to california when she was six months old so she's uh very much american because she spent her whole life in the U.S., um, but we were raised culturally very differently um, in that sense because of our parents and things like that. And uh, and so we have different values about what matters, about financial security, about different things. And so um, when we were starting to uh, we met Joel Zdlovsky, mm-hmm. um and went to his conference, Simple Rev, which is where I heard you speak for the first time, actually. Right. Uh, right where yep. we met yep. i don't know that we I met i don't think we met time, <laughs> i don't think
0: we met <laughs> but yeah, but yeah it, it was the first time yeah it was my only time in minneapolis so far minneapolis saint paul but yeah i spoke yep. at the first one and, and and it's no longer it was really cool i mean that's where i first met uh well i don't think i first met joshua there but we had a chance to chat some more and there was a lot of cool people i got to see my friend patrick roan met met a lot mm-hmm. of cool people there but yeah it, so so you're saying joel joel's joel's a mutual friend of ours
1: Yep. So, so Joel, um, who was running that event, uh, we both showed up to that and that was the, the thing that changed. I think it was an element of hearing from Joshua, hearing from you, hearing from, um, uh, Ethan who talked about his experience living in a tiny home and we're not interested, at least at this point in our lives, we're not interested in moving into a tiny home. Uh, we're not interested in selling everything we own. We love our home. Uh, and so we don't want to sell everything we own and backpack Europe. Hey, maybe in five years, I don't know. Uh, we're not sure if we're gonna have kids. We, we, we probably will, but there are all these sort of things that kind of work in and it was that event realizing that, you know what, we're not leveraging our assets in a way that really reflects our values and really reflects what we want out of life. Um, And, and it was that experience that where we both just got on board, we started playing men's game and this is more on the physical possessions Mm -hmm. side of things of owning a lot of stuff you don't need. We started playing men's game where you get rid of one thing on the first day of the month, two things on the second, three on the third. We did that like three months in a row, got rid of thousands of things. Um, And what's just so funny to me is that our house didn't feel cluttered. You'd come over to our house, it would look like any other, you know, kind of house, yeah it kind of knickknacks around stuff like that but stuff just kept coming out of the woodwork and even today we're just like man we we need to get rid of some more stuff you know and yeah. it's like um because the purpose how our house serves us um changes you know how our our house serves other people when they come over is is different and so as that purpose changes we look to utilize our stuff to serve people in in that way so
0: So let's talk a little bit about the book before we wrap up. The book, uh, is now in, uh, as of right now, you could order pre-order as we're, as this episode airs. Um, what, what, what do you talk about in the book and how can the book help people break the twitch?
1: Definitely. So this is a, the self-titled book, it's called break the twitch, um, a practical guide to minimalism and intentional living. And, and, uh, in this book, I talk about two core concepts. Uh, one is the twitch, which we've already talked about. Um, And I go into everything I've learned over the last three years of writing about the Twitch, of exploring it in my own life and the lives of others, and really condensing it into um, just a few core strategies of how to create that space in your life um, and how to do more of the things that you actually want to do instead of bouncing around and, and and doing all these other kind of distraction type things. Uh, and then the other concept I cover is called something called the false first step, and that's that's something I came up with as well. That that is basically a lot of what I was doing on Amazon for all those years. Uh, the false first step is is the buying a magical pair of running shoes <laughs> before we even step outside to go running. You know, it's like. Hey, let's, let's, um, it's the whole idea of like, we affirm us saying, Hey, I'm going to start running tomorrow. It's just a more expensive way of saying that. Right. (laughs) Really? Right. Um, now if you have a running habit and you've been running for six months and, and boom, it's time for some new shoes. I'm not saying don't, but don't ever buy anything. You know, again, I'm taking very balanced approach to this, but, uh, that's the other, the concept it's, it's, uh, like, do YouTube yoga videos for 30 days before you start buying the foam block and the stretchy yoga pants and the the rollout mat and and all those things that will help but uh, aren't going to get you stretching. Right, right. Um, that book
0: is available at BreakTheTwitch.com. Where else can people find you online so that way they can learn more about what you do? as well as uh, have the support they need to uh, avoid that false first step and break the Twitch. By the way, uh, the members only uh, bonus episode for this podcast. We're going to dive a little bit into the false first step and maybe some steps that you can take that aren't so false to help you start breaking the Twitch today. So, Anthony, where else can people find you?
1: So I am online everywhere at Break the Twitch, all one word. That's on Instagram, Twitter and on Facebook as well. And um, you can sign up for my newsletter at breakthetwitch.com newsletter. And just as a note, anyone that pre-orders the book, because it actually comes out December 9th, uh, anyone that pre-orders the book is going to get a five-episode mini video series as well with it and some worksheets to go along with the book. So awesome.
0: Anthony, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it.
0: And so there you go. Great conversation with my friend, Anthony. Thanks so much to him for joining me today. You can learn all about what we discussed. If you want to dive deeper into how you could break the Twitch, just look at the show notes for this episode, which you could find in your podcast player of choice, as well as over at the Productivity's website. Just go to the podcast link and it'll be the most recent episode. If you're listening to this episode, if not, just search for Anthony Angaro and you'll find it there. Now, If you want to get more content, like if you want to dive deeper into this and we have some tactical strategies that you could take on so you could start breaking the Twitch today, we offer that in the members only episode. Now head over to Productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that because uh, there is a lot of great benefits to becoming a member of the Productivityist community. Um, We're just getting started with it. It's just warming up. Uh, You can learn more. Again, go to Productivityist.com slash membership. And I'd love to see you there and become part of that community. Thanks to John Polster for joining me this week on the show as producer. Thanks to my team for putting all of this stuff together. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast and founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.